0: You're now listening
1: to Fundamental Fast Pitch. Welcome back, everyone. It's Mike here with Jessica Tanner and Heather Melody on the Fundamental Fast Pitch Podcast. This is episode number 85, where we talk a little about raising some money. Fundraising here, guys, on The Huddle. How are you guys doing this morning? We're wonderful. Chilly, but wonderful. It's
2: cold outside, yes. We're good, though. Baby,
1: it's cold outside. You know, it is Christmas season. I'm, very, I'm going to start singing, so I'm going to stop before I get started. We are, we are going to get straight into fundraising. This is one of the most, I believe, well, not one of the most. We have a lot of one of the most uh, you know, topics that are super important. But this one is a good one. It's fundraising. Um, how do you fundraise? When is fundraising necessary? What are the expectations? I think first and foremost for me, guys, it will forever and always be transparency. Transparency. Because fundraising is integral to keep dues low, especially at a young age, and the costs. If you've been to the grocery store lately, you know they're still rising. That goes for softball as well. Um, Coach Jess, participation expectations. Let's get let, Let's just get straight into it.
0: Yeah. So I think fundraising is very important because uh as coaches uh, as part of an organization it allows you to kind of meet people where they're at and not have to turn anyone away like to play for you if they can't afford it so it allows you to keep your dues low like you mentioned Mike but um you also for example if you meet families that maybe can't afford the four or five hundred dollar dues then you can charge your to 225 something a lot more manageable with some sort of fundraising expectation throughout the year. So um, I'm with you on transparency. That's on all things, but especially fundraising. Um, anytime money is involved, people get a little bit squirrely. So they want to know what they're spending their money on, where it's being spent, um, what happens if there's any leftover. Um, so the, the transparency is huge. Um, I think Part of that is the communication up front, um, not just like before you're about to do a fundraiser, but before you start that new season or as you add new players to your team, like, hey, just letting you guys know we are going to have a, a mandatory fundraiser. Um, and if you don't have to have everything figured out yet, maybe it's, uh, we don't know what that looks like or when it'll happen, but we're working on it. But just know that we are going to require um, every family to participate. That's why our dues are, this much versus this much, um, and then along with that too, um, what the expectation is. Hey, if we have a a fundraiser where you're expected to pay four hundred or to raise, excuse me, four hundred dollars or sell four hundred dollars worth of raffle tickets or or products or things like that, what is the what happens if you don't do that? Um, it, do you pay the difference? Do you have like a workout or something to 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 do? Um if and again, fundraising is not for everyone. I think that's a big part to add too. You're gonna have those people that are like, Well, I don't Just like, take my money. Huh?
1: Yeah.
0: Or the people that are like maybe you're doing like player calendars or sales or whatever, and you're gonna have people that don't have a lot of friends and family close, or maybe they don't like asking people, people to To sponsor or to donate money, or for whatever their reason is, again, you want to meet those people where they're at too. So if it's something where they don't want to participate, then it's always a good idea to have that like buyout option. So, what I mean by that is, let's say players are required to fundraise $400, but they just don't want to do it or they, or they aren't able to do all of it, then they would be responsible for either the full 400 or whatever the balance is that they weren't able to contribute. And that's important just because it, it keeps things fair. Um, everybody's kind of contributing the same amount. Um, there's, no, there's no animosity or anything amongst parents or families because somebody didn't participate or so on and so forth. Um, so just making sure that Again, you set those expectations from the the beginning of the season, preferably, but at the very minimum beginning of a fundraiser, and then also what any potential consequences might look like.
1: I think you touched on it as well when you first started communication. Um, communication is key from the parent side as well, like not just, as you said, um Some parents being able to more than others, but parents like, hey, this may be trouble for me. So just I'm going to do my best and we're going to get it to you as as it's coming in. Right, Jess, like kind of allowing you to know situations as well. The team as a whole, depending on your group of parents, may or may not know just based on conversations on sidelines and dugouts. Like people are pretty dang understanding if you let them know what's going on.
0: Yeah, and I think that's a great point, Mike. Like, again, always being considerate and trying to meet your families where they're at. So if they Mm -hmm. are like, hey, we want to do the buyout, but we don't, we can't really pay it up front. Can we stretch this out over a couple months into our dues? Or I get paid next week, can I get it to you then? Just being flexible with your families as well goes
1: a really long way. To building communication, to building rapport, to building trust, like all of it. It it all adds up. Um, No pun intended. Oh, I'm sorry. Very <laughs> excited for that. It was a big old spell. Okay. 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 So Jess talked about the participation expectation consequences in terms of like a buyout option. What the funds will be used for? Um, What are some of the examples that the funds could be used for? Coach Heather? Uh,
2: yeah. So funds could be used for uh, any number of things. I mean, some, some uh, teams and organizations will require you to sort of pay for the name or pay for the support you might get for being a part of a a bigger organization so um, if you're if you're the funds you raise are going to go towards those um, sort of organization-wide dues it's good to know that Um, it could be used for tournament entry fees it could be used for uniforms it could be used for equipment travel It could be used for any number of things but if you ask your families to um, participate and work hard in a fundraiser, but you don't tell them where you're spending the money that they've raised, work so hard to raise, you're going to have a harder time getting participation that you, the, the the level of participation that you really want and need. Um, so it's always a great idea to be very transparent with how you're going to use those funds that are raised.
1: So is particip- is is fundraising more um, select level, right? Coach, There is what we're kind of getting into today? Uh,
2: no, you're going to see fundraising at, at every level. So, um, when we were we're kind of talking a little more to the select experience but if you look at the the league experience um they i remember with my kids and then when i played league ball too i remember always doing fundraisers whether it was like the candy bar sales or raffle tickets or whatever it is candy bar sales were so much fun oh well maybe um if you like to talk to people i had a blast how much of it did you buy and keep yourself to eat the chocolate do not none none i was not that would have not been a no, I'm my glad parents she was, was asking loud you loud. and not me. Oof. <laughs> Both. Um, um But as far as like a if if you're looking at like a league experience, it's it's like all leagues that you know, it's all volunteer everything and, and they, they rely on, you know, registration dues and uh sponsorships and donations. So um, I think yeah, all leagues do some sort sort of fundraising. So it's really um it's really great to to, as a league, if you're if you have like a special project you want to raise money for, like for example, one of the local leagues around here um, was trying to get a new field built. um So and they needed you know the 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 ground like the dirt and the the fences and then also lights and so they had like this big you know pie in the sky number to to raise, to to to, to be able to do that whole project. And um, one of the cool things they did was they you know they had like a you know like the the meter type idea so as donations and as uh, fundraising, um, you know, raised money, they were able to kind of track that progress. And it was something really good to be able for the families of the, of the league to be able to see um, the progress and, and how exactly all that money they've worked hard to raise is going to be spent. So that's a good idea, a good way for, for to motivate families to, to spend that or to raise that uh, money for those specific type of projects.
1: Now I don't necessarily see it here on our outline right now, Jessica, how many fundraisers can you expect to see during a season or should you expect to see during a season necessarily if you are playing at that select level what do you think
0: um I think it really just depends on what your goals are for the season and what your schedule looks like um to me once you're once you've got your team established I I just always hesitate to ask parents for more money out of pocket so I would rather fundraise Um, just so it's not harder on them. So like, again, Heather said, if you need new uniforms or, um, if you're, let's say you're moving up in age, age groups and you're going from $200 entry fees to seven, eight, $900 entry fees. Um, one, your dues are going to have to increase a little bit regardless as you grow, but I don't like to kind of like stack, um, Stack fundraisers throughout the season. I like to spread them out. Um so and I, I like to do seasonal fundraisers. So for example, like with our organization, um, we did the calendar fundraiser. That was a really big one. That was every spring. You could expect we were gonna do that every like every March or so. Um, but then in tandem with that, we could also do Super Bowl squares, which are like January, and that's like a fun fundraiser, right? So um I think it's also a combination of the types of fundraisers you're doing. It's one thing to just go ask and do like the player calendar where um, you're asking your people to kind of sponsor your player. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Versus if they feel like they're getting something out of it. So a raffle or the Super Bowl squares where they have a chance to win or things of that nature. So I, and and another one that we haven't talked about and we'll get to in a little bit is like events. You can have events as a fundraiser too. So you could do a combination of let's say Super Bowl squares and some sort of raffle or play player calendar or something like that. And then maybe like a like a team night at one of your local restaurants where proceeds are donated back to the team. So um, I definitely wouldn't recommend doing the same type of fundraiser multiple times throughout the year, but you can kind of sprinkle in different things um, and make it effective and not make it feel like like it's like, oh, fundraising, like, you know what I mean? Some
2: people are going to say that no matter what. Yes. You're going to get that. So expect that.
1: But again, I think also uh, um, when
2: when you're, when you ask about how many uh, fundraisers you might expect, I think it's also going to be like a team by team basis. Um, You know, money is always sort of a sensitive subject, but you'll have teams that are going to rely on fundraising a whole lot more as a whole. And then you're going to have teams that um, don't need to rely on it as much. So I think you're going to have to just kind of know the feel of your team. And since, since money is a a touchy subject that people don't necessarily always like to talk about it, I would err on the side of just a little more fundraising than what maybe the, the feel of the group um, is leading you to believe Um, just so that you're making sure to cover those families that do need the fundraising, but are maybe afraid to speak up or don't want to. And, and just remember always if, if, you know, if, if you have that kind of a situation, you can always make it optional or, you know, you just be flexible and, and transparent and, you know, communicate with your families to try to see where their what their needs are so that you can meet them.
1: Absolutely. And I, I was going to say everything uh, that you just said with the exact same wording and phrasing and you said every <laughs> single word. So we're just going to continue on past that one. Um, Okay. So we talked about how the proceeds will be divided. For example, extra player dues as the girls age up a little bit. They'll get more expensive potentially organizational wide. Now coach Jess, you want to start on that one?
0: Um, Yeah. So, so let's get down just into kind of like the different types of fundraisers that you might be looking to do. Um, And we're just going to kind of run these run through these pretty quickly. So if y'all have any questions or want specifics or anything like that, as always kind of just write us in and we'll do our best to reach out and help you. But These are organization-wide. These are going to be, like we said, mandatory across the organization. So if you have 10 teams, all 10 teams are doing them. Um, sponsorships is at the top of the list just because um that's typically the first place to go when you're looking to raise funds as an organization you can you have the ability to reach out to like car dealerships or restaurants or construction companies or just or local business owners and say hey here's here's what I'm doing here's what my girls do here's how hard they work here's what our schedule looks like like a lot of times you're going to find those local businesses that want to be involved.
2: Yeah. The local small businesses. And if you can find um, maybe a a, a business owner that has maybe older kids that have gone through the youth sports. Yes, uh, the hat. They kind of can relate to you. Right. You kind of pull at their heartstrings and let, they they understand how difficult it is and all the things you're trying to do. So that can be a real, real good rich source for for sponsorships.
1: No pun intended.
0: (laughs) But yeah, um. So and then especially if your organization is um, a 501c3 nonprofit, whether it's standalone or through like your local league, that's always a benefit because then those sponsorships become um, tax write offs for those businesses, which that's More a really good, like helpful selling point. It's, yeah, especially towards like the end of the year when um, businesses they start looking those. at their books and it's like, hey, I've got yeah, I've got this much to pay in taxes, I would much rather donate it to, like, someone that needs it and get the tax write-off. So um, that's something to keep in mind, too. If you're not already doing, I would strongly encourage you to look into it. And then, uh, again, other organization-wide, like, wide participation fundraising events are going to be, like, your raffles and silent auctions. So, things like guns and hunting trips and golf carts and vacation rentals and, um, like, extra training or spa services. Um, A lot of times you get people that'll donate, like, concert sports tickets and gift cards and golf and jewelry and sports memorabilia, like, Again, just rattling off things. But if you can get families or businesses to donate those things, um, then you can and, and that's something again, whether you require it or you go buy it and then you require ticket sales, whatever works best for your organization, but that's that's always a good one. Um, you can actually host events for your organization. So we talked about like the restaurant spirit at nights. Um What cornhole tournament yes absolutely here in (laughs) texas that was a blast that's something that we did yeah um yes that was a good time um and then uh when i was growing up we hosted a golf tournament that was extremely hard work but very lucrative that that would be one of those things you have to have maximum participation and help from all of your parents and Kind of like different committees, and for everybody, it's a lot more kind of like daunting task to take on. But I can tell you, it's extremely, extremely lucrative. And the kids can be the caddies. Um, and then same thing. No, the kids cannot be the caddies. That's a terrible. Wait, why idea. Is this a terrible idea? Hold on, um, we got a
1: sidebar. Why? Why is it terrible idea?
0: Um. I don't want a child on the golf course being a caddy when I'm playing golf because there's no telling where that ball's going.
1: Oh, I've never played golf, so.
0: Safety concerns. Oh well, we'll take you one day, and then you will you won't know exactly why. That's a terrible idea. I played putt putt. Um, fun. not yeah, not the same thing. Yeah, not the same. And I well, will. We could, we, right? we could do a putt putt
1: tournament, right? Could do putt putt tournament. Yeah,
0: absolutely, absolutely. That's a great idea. Um, you could do putt putt tournament. You could do like golf tournament. Um, and that's especially here in Texas. You get a lot of people that are excited about those. You do it on a Friday where a bunch of the oil companies have every other Friday or something off. You get a bunch of dads that want to play. And grandparents want to play and contribute. So I really enjoyed the golf tournament. Um, and then you could even couple it with like a, an award ceremony or a dinner or something like that afterwards. If you wanted to do that, like at the country club, Um, and then same thing, like, again, on events that could support your uh, organization. So like a bingo night, or maybe you host your own, like, maybe you host your own softball tournament, whether it be slow pitch or fast pitch, again, a lot of moving parts, but could be very beneficial for your organization. So, um, when it comes to organization wide fundraisers, just think about things that are, are easy to do or or that you have a lot of support for to make them happen i, I wouldn't really want to go do a golf tournament as a single team like there, there's gonna have to be a lot of moving parts and,
1: and buy-in well, well that's what i'm gonna say Like and enough people to make it worth everybody's time right um
0: yeah absolutely
1: so what about a fun one then, i see this uh, one bingo i'm gonna steal it that looks super fun
0: yeah, so um, actually, this is something that um, I work with a basketball organization, a nonprofit in our area, and that's something that they're going to be doing this upcoming spring. And I'm kind of planning it behind the scenes, and I'm so excited for that because it's 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 paired with like bingo, but then you've got a silent auction and you'll have apparel on sale. Like it's an actual like full fledged event. So I already marked the calendar for me and, and my kiddos to go play.
1: That, and bingo is super underrated like it is one of the most because you get all high playing bingo oh, yeah. I, I don't know no. like yeah like you I like you don't know, watch you,
2: you play bingo
1: whatever Jessica I, I get excited Mike, for like do you
2: um do you have like a dozen cards out in front of you do you play bingo with like a dozen cards or or is you like one or two cards so you can focus on them
1: I have a lot of cards.
2: <laughs> but here's the thing. I, I'm convinced
1: that I have one game before where <laughs> I've in too many cards and I just missed it. Because I can't stay focused. So I went a lot because I'm like, I'm on the one. <laughs> oh, I was like, no. so I'm like, yeah, so I'm that guy. So like, oh, this is a mark right here. But I that's think, okay.
0: Yeah, I think we, I think we need a bingo night for sure.
1: But bingo, like growing up, I'll you will put it on the used, calendar. You used to put bingo night and you were like, man, like, when I was growing up I was like only old people play bingo and then you look at like videos and stuff, I'm like, man, those people are forty. Like they're not that old. Like 40's young, right, Heather? 40's young.
0: No, I I went to Bingo Night. I went to bingo night growing up at our church. It was like every like once a month, every like Sunday afternoon or something. And I'll never forget my parents were having like a date night, so my aunt and my uh, my aunt took me and my brother. And I ended up winning, and it was like a five hundred dollar like bingo payout. I think I was like ten, and you should have seen those
1: little old church ladies like they were not happy. That's <laughs> real life. Very competitive. Hey, so but I'm gonna tell yes. you right now. <laughs> I think my problem when I did it. Is that I had I wanted to have multiple colors as well. So I was doing colors for different it was it was a mess. I had fun, but <laughs> it was I had like four or five different colors and multiple cards. Like and my mom at the time or the time I was like, just do one stamper for the for the thing. I'm like, no, no, I need multiple colors. We're gonna make this look awesome. So then I'm trying to go find the numbers, change the colors, make it super fun. And it was just I it was terrible. But I had fun. So there was that.
2: It was a learning experience.
1: I mean, I'm sure I could do it correctly now. I mean, it'd be fine. I'm sure. Stick to the same format. I'm positive. I'll oh, be yes. It was well, definitely a learning experience. We need to have a bingo night. We're gonna That'd have to go test it out. And see, this seems like something I would be.
0: Into. They have it in Sealy.
1: they have bingo in Sealy. They have it
0: in Sealy. Mike, come on. Yes, at the VFW hall. I'll find out the dates. And I'll book it.
1: I would love to go play bingo. Not. I know. I'm not kidding. I'm being serious right now. I would smash everybody. I know it's like the as luck long as you of, don't like, get too many cards. I know it's the luck of the draw, but still, like, I would win, for sure. I'm positive of this this time. I would I would Google ways well, to choose, challenge. That, that is that, that I have thrown down the gauntlet. A fundamental fast-pitched night at the bingo hall. We, so we, we <laughs> will put out okay. the address. It's, hey, it's going to be on the calendar. We're going to put the address out, we get on the airplanes. We'll do a live podcast. It'll be great. <laughs> Um, okay. So we went through sponsorships, raffles, golf, bingo, candy bars, um, 2023. We still worried about danger, danger. Like how, like how would you tackle that one these days?
2: Um, I think that one is, I think those types of fundraisers are kind of to a degree falling out of fashion. I, I think it's just harder for people to go kind of that door to door model. Uh, most people want to do stuff on social media or just reach out to people they know. Um, so, if if like like we've said, if you are tailoring it to your specific league or team um, and, and that's something that's appropriate for your group, then it can it can be profitable. But if it's something that that your group is, does not have much interest in, then, um, you know, it's probably one to skip. And one of the ones that, that those type but of those uh, are that fun. C- if you like to go door-to-door. Door. Yeah. um, One of the ones around here, though, that follows that kind of model that's really successful is tamales. Um, mm-hmm. there's yes. yes. So there's actually, like, it's funny. People are like, oh, well, we're selling tamales for my team. And you're and people will be always, the question is always, oh, is it from the good lady? Mm-hmm. Like, and if it's from the lady that makes the good ones, then you're going to have zero trouble selling tamales. So that can so be a really... You have to get her
1: on retainer, right, Heather? Yeah, yes. And, and she, to... like,
2: I don't know how she keeps up, like, but she makes... She does these fundraisers all the time, and she makes so many tamales. I mean, you can sell, you can sell them without trying. You just have to let them you know, know from the good. Late. Do I what?
1: Have you have
2: ever you made ever... Tamales? oh?
1: Have I made tamales? No. So I so so um, I had a friend growing up, Maria. Um, one day I I was asked. she was one of my good friends in high school. She asked if we wanted to go help her make tamales. It was a two-day process. She's like, Oh, you're gonna sleep here tonight. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, oh, We're not done. We're just getting started. <laughs> it was so when you say how many she did, like it was it was like an all-day thing. Like it was it was like there was like 17 people. Like it is a it is a it is a line, but they did it every Christmas and they made a ton of money. Now I am also that guy that will buy tamales from the back of a car at a local Walmart if I feed them available. So they not sell worried themselves.
2: about
1: the good lady. No, I'm just worried about tamales
0: so Mike I will tell you the, the equivalent of tamales for me is um, kolachis. so my family is Czech and um, you know like the kolaches that are, um that's not what you guys are going to call them you're going to call them Pick what are the the, no that's a koboshniki um, the, that is not so a, like a, a koboshniki kolache sneaky, has ma'am meat in it <laughs> it is a Good. I will send you the link it's a koboshniki so i can't Kailagi pronounce that like word i'm fairly filled. positive so wait
1: well there's like a, a there's an
0: something? l in there somewhere so <laughs> huh
1: with like pineapple or
0: something it's check.
1: no but i mean like the fruit ones like you can yeah, have
0: pineapple so like there. Pine- um so like, yeah so like big like the popular fill are like pineapple cream cheese, um poppy seed peach prune um i will Did tell you, you uh, just throwing out for my family yeah it's, um, um my family has uh we've all that's been our tradition of two months, but every christmas around christmas we'll get together with grandma and make a of like
1: christmas
0: time for each other that family. what's that
1: so it is christmas time just so you're aware
0: oh trust me we've got a date on the calendar i'll bring you some uh mike
1: my... yes i can hear you guys
0: sorry we have <laughs> technical difficulties over here we're out in the middle of the country and uh, it's cold and early and wi-fi is not having it but yeah kolaches um similar to tamales but i will tell you i'm not selling kolaches like it, too much work goes mm-hmm. into them i would not be willing to sell
1: them so i have, I have a quick aside and then we'll get back to the podcast um growing up in california there was like croissants at donut shops i don't see any croissants anywhere we had jalapeno ham and cheese croissants where are the croissants in texas point me to the croissants please
2: i couldn't tell you i've seen them at donut shops
1: have you really I don't know if they're good i don't ever get them i walk in like Do you have a croissant nope turn back right back around and leave i like one of these days mike you're gonna find it
0: mm-hmm. when i find it i will let you know mike i'll be on the lookout
1: <sighs> excellent i Dude, you guys are amazing. And and I'm good too. <laughs> Please send me the addresses where all the all, all Bingo all, all and croissants
0: somewhere. on the list. <laughs>
1: I, I really am a cheap date, guys. It's not I mean, <laughs> Um I really am. Okay. So <laughs> next up, let's get into team. We've kinda of went to the sponsorship, player calendars. Um tournaments. What about like car washes or bake sales, throwing it back to the old school, even a 50-50 round. Right. So your team is uh,
2: fundraising uh, you know, opportunities or, or different ideas could be like we talked about the sponsorships, the player calendar. That's a big one that um, that we've used and that you're I'm seeing more and more on social media. Um, if you're not familiar, it's basically um, you pick a month. Um, so if you picked, we've picked March before. So let's say we pick March and um, every day on the calendar is worth that that dollar amount. So if you pick March 1st, um, you donate one dollar to that player or to that team. Um, so if you pick March 30th, you're, you're donating $30 and so forth. So you can stack those dates. Um, say I have a lot of times um, when I'm asking for help on those, um, somebody will say, well, I'll give you 40 bucks. Go ahead and just break it up however you need to break it up. So you just kind of put their initials on those dates. Those dates are taken. You try to fill up the calendar, sell every date. And it it adds up really quick. I think it's like almost four hundred dollars that you're raising. It's, if you have a thirty-one day month, it's four hundred and ninety-six dollars. There you go. So it's a lot of money. It doesn't seem like it's that much, but um, it adds up really, really quick per player.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah across across the roster of even just ten girls, you're like if you do March, you're banking banking five thousand bucks. The big it's a big right. shot uh, shot in the arm pretty quickly.
2: Yes. And there's no you're not paying for anything. So you're not like not part of that money doesn't have to go to a product or some something that you're purchasing. It's just it's pure donation for the team.
0: Yeah. And I'm, I want to add to that one, too. And this is lessons learned over time. This is one of my favorite, favorite fundraisers, one, because you raise a lot of money quickly. Um, it's something that you can like families can uh, put their player calendar on their Facebook and they can get done really quickly. So then it's like, Hey, I have girls that have completed their calendar the same exact day that I sent it to them. So you put their name on there. Yeah. You put their name on there, their number, a picture of them. um, uh, And then um, you just send them their own picture calendar to post and share and uh, make sure you're clear on how you want to collect funds. I would recommend all of the funds going to like that family and then the family turning yeah, in yeah. one payment of, yeah. yeah. Um But on that's that, too, learned, right. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, absolutely. Um, that was a nightmare the first go around. But in that too, again, um instead of just asking people for donations or money, like you can pair it in tandem with like some sort of a thon. So uh, maybe it's a bunt athon thon or a hit a thon where it's like, okay, for every, every dollar con or same thing, a burpee a thon for every dollar that's contributed, um, this player is going to do like that many bunts or burpees or whatever, so that you're truly sponsoring them to put in that extra work, as opposed to just saying, "Hey, thanks for your money."
1: Giving a child your money, um, <laughs> okay? Uh, yes, the- some
2: some other team sponsor or team uh, fundraising options or hosting a tournament. Um, that's something that uh, a lot of teams will do because you can raise quite a bit of money. Um, whether it's a, a fast pitch tournament, um, an adult slow pitch tournament, kickball, dodgeball, cornhole, whatever it might be, it's something. Um, if you have the the group participation, uh, running a tournament can can be pretty profitable. Uh, we've done that before, and we've paired it with a fifty fifty raffle. So it's the you know you buy buy tickets, and um, the the money that you're 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 not actually raffling any any object it's, it's it's a cash prize so um if i if i'm selling tickets for five dollars a piece and the pot uh you know with every ticket i sell the pot um grows so if the pot ends up being a thousand dollars the the winning ticket that person wins half of that pot so they get 500 bucks um that's one that if you have good participation that pot can grow really quickly and the um it gets easier and easier to um sell those tickets uh so that one is if you if it's a little slow going, um, if at the start to, but once that pot starts growing, it it really can grow fast and um, it get, can raise a team, yeah. Um, I, think, um, I think guys, I get going, you're so good to go. Go ahead. No, no, I'm sorry, just yeah, it's funny, um, I, I it's, it,
1: once you,
2: you have to, you have to. You have to have a kind of a, a couple of good salesmen on your, on your team that can get that pot going. But once that pot gets over a hundred, two hundred dollars, it gets easier and easier to sell those tickets. And you can do a straight 50-50 where the you draw one one winner and and you, they get half of the pot, or you can you can break it up any way you want. If you want to have you know up the chances that somebody wins something, you can you know um, break it up into first, second, third sort of payouts and break it up in different ways. If you choose to do that, just make sure you're clear on how all that breaks out.
0: Yeah. And I'm going to add to that one too, because that's another one of my favorites, mainly because my family likes to gamble, but that's another conversation. Um, on the 50 too, you can also make it for your team where it's like a competition. So amongst the players, like, okay, <clears throat> excuse me, um, whoever raise, raises the most funds, um, they get me. Absolutely.
1: Sorry, yes, this, hearing-
0: I'm telling you guys this. This yes, okay. Um, but on the fifty-fifty, if you make it that competition, then you could do like some sort of fun reward where maybe the the player that raised the most funds gets like a Dick's Sporting Goods gift card, or they get to bat opposite-handed for like the first pool game of the next tournament, or oh, yeah. they get to pick conditioning, like something fun. <laughs> Yeah, something fun there Um, or same thing. They get to they get to pick whatever position they went for the next like the first pool game. Don't get crazy, but just some fun ideas where the girls are like getting excited and they're like, oh, I want to go. I want to go work a little bit harder to do this.
1: Absolutely. I think I think I would love to see our girls bat lefty or righty, but probably lefty because <laughs> they all practice it. I mean, you know, they're good at it.
2: I don't know about that. Yeah. (laughs) You're being a little generous. (laughs)
1: Sure, but there there is some reps being given to that side of the plate. More than sometimes would be warranted, probably. I Um, would agree. Um,
2: Then then to round out team fundraisers, you got the old school bake sales and car washes. Um, Again, if your group um, would would be excited to participate in those kinds of things and you would get really good participation, that can be a good one. Raffles, um, these these ones will be a little bit a little bit um, smaller scale than what you might see for organizations uh, for your organization raffles there's going to be like the really high dollar things. But um, team raffles can can be things like uh, lottery ticket baskets or an, uh, a boost basket. Um, I've seen bat raffles. So a little bit smaller scale, but uh, but you can you can raise a lot of money, especially if you're able to find uh, whatever you're raffling off as a donation. Um, it's also a good way to sort of spread out the cost of that basket. If you're going to do like a booze basket, each family could donate a bottle of booze. And that's, you know, that's a manageable expense. You're not, you know, go- trying to, you know, buy a golf cart for a, a team raffle. <laughs> um, that's like popular out here, guys. It is. You're right. um, Because you can make a whole lot of money off of it. Um, what am I supposed fun- to do with
1: a golf cart? Right
2: in the <laughs> neighborhood? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I don't really get it, but a lot of people like to do it.
1: Everyone um, in my neighborhood has them. I don't understand. There, there's nowhere yeah. to go, guys. Like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Sorry. My old neighborhood was the same and I didn't really get it, but you're, you're right. Um, and then also, it's, you can also look at the team fundraising as an opportunity to do some team bonding, some team building, um, whether it's. Uh, you know at the car wash that you might put on or yes. in wash. any other you know any other event where you're having to get group participation that's an opportunity for team bonding and team building. So um you know take advantage of those opportunities as well. Kind of t- hit you know two birds with one stone.
1: Excellent. Coach Jess, anything else you want
0: to add? Um not for team but I just kinda wanna talk a little bit about individual fundraising. So again um let's say you have those kiddos that maybe knees tight or they can't swing dues or they just need a little bit extra help you can always work with them on an individual as needed basis for some fundraising so the sponsorships um those are always a good option if some sponsors that would go directly 100 towards their dues yeah. um super bowl squares that's a fun easy one um again, the burpee-a-thon, swing-a-thon, that's something that doesn't necessarily have to be, like, calendar-based, but you could um, help them to kind of do that. Maybe maybe printing out, like, a cut sheet where it's like, hey, $20 donations, um, trying to collect $20, and every time I do, I'll do this many burpees, this many bunts, something super simple there. Um, And then individually, I mean, they could do a bake stale or a lemonade stand or something like that um, themselves, too. Um, I will tell you, I'm a big, big supporter of... Just the girls working hard and encouraging yeah. them to like understand the value of a dollar and to go work, work for did not. their dues. Yeah, most of them don't, but I think these are all opportunities to instill some of the, those like important life lessons and values that could also contribute to them playing softball.
1: My daughter thought our dog cost twenty thousand dollars. So like zero understanding of value of money. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I hope it didn't, but it did um, and I'm know. with you too. Like on the the door-to-door stuff i'm the i'm the overprotective mom that's stranger yeah. danger and i don't okay. and same thing heather and i kind of talked to fourth what did you call that when you asked for money oh
2: like on a street corner pan yeah, panhandling.
0: Panhandling.
1: yes it should
2: be big it's not so big anymore yeah but used, so
1: that's hey but you know what sorry
2: but you know what i missed and i did enjoy i enjoyed all the people coming selling me cookies like
1: give me the girl Scout cookies i enjoyed having the conversations now it's probably seemed as weird but like it was fun back in the Fair, day
0: but fair but from the flip side um a parent like I don't want to encourage my like beautiful young smart intelligent girls to go door to door anymore just because there's a lot of crazies out there
1: and I I, I don't disagree I'm just I'm being facetious yeah
0: but perfect example you could set up a set up a table of Girl Scout cookies at a tournament and go crazy making sales same thing with a bake sale or um, you know what another really good idea for the individual um, individual fundraising is too again, encouraging the girls to kind of work for for funds is um, the the bracelets are really pop popular with the little circular beads and like they the names them. on them. Yeah, or the or the threaded bracelets, like the girls, they're making them anyways. They could make them and sell them, or or just do something crafty along those lines. Um, so that's that's a good idea too. And they could go do that at tournaments, or um, heck, we have some girls on our team that are hustlers and are making Timu side trades, making money.
1: Yeah, man, um, I'm actually surprised that from that 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 was actually being allowed, given. Giving us the the, the people, but I was like, let's go. Yeah. I loved it. I I was shocked at who was selling it.
0: Hustling. Yes, I'm all for it. So um, I think the big thing on fundraising, again, is just going to be transparency, um, open, honest, frequent communication, and then making sure that you're you're super transparent on what funds will be used for. And then also, if there's extra funds at the end of your season, how you're going to handle that, whether you roll it over, whether you redistribute it, whether you plan to go ahead and buy new uniforms. Um also what happens if that person leaves the team or gets hurt or anything like that? Just making sure you kind of think through all the what ifs and you have a plan in place to handle those. Or like as they come up, um being open to those conversations saying, Oh, we haven't thought about that yet, but let me get back to you and then coming up with a game plan.
1: Team fundraising is typically team fundraising, right? I didn't hear what you said, Mike. I'm sorry. I said team fundraising is typically team fundraising, though, right? Like you make the money with the team for the team. Oh yes, going towards the team, like like i understand
2: that yes yeah. right and that's yeah. that's that's what i was going to kind of close on is is just yeah. as an organization or a team be really really clear on on like how the money you raise is going to be divided so some organizations will have mandatory like raffles what have you and you have to sell the, you know that you have to sell at least say two hundred dollars worth of raffle tickets well what if you go above and beyond that you know they encourage that obviously that's extra money going into the organization but um Some organizations will just straight, you know, we're just collecting any of the money that's raised and other organizations will say up beyond that, say, $200 that everyone's required to sell. um, Anything that you do above and beyond that, the proceeds from those sales will go directly towards your dues. So you kind of get you kind of bank or, you know, build up a a credit of of what you pay for dues. If that's what your organization is going to do be clear that that's what you're going to do. If that's not what you're going to do, also be clear about that because you don't want teams or um, families going above and beyond and selling, you know, thousands of dollars worth of raffle tickets, thinking that they're going to have their dues for the season be taken care of by the, the, by going above and beyond on those raffle ticket sales. And then that's not what happens. You're going to have, you know, right, cause all- you burn
1: people that are going to help you the second. Time right. I mean,
2: I would absolutely be upset if I thought I was going Gonna have my dues taken care of by by those extra sales, and then they weren't. So be be crystal clear on how you're gonna you know handle you know the proceeds from each event. And on that too, with your communication, making sure that you designate
0: somebody for questions, comments, concerns. So it's like, hey you have one person that's giving the same message, the same communication out across the board. That way there's no gray area. It's black and white. Everyone is held to the same standard, same communication, same expectation. So in the event there's any questions like, hey, this is our fundraising coordinator. Here's phone number, email, whatever information you want to provide and direct all questions to like the same person.
1: I think the more we talk about this, the more I feel blessed that we've been in a really, really good spot for a very long time with this stuff. Now you've dealt with some of this more than I have, I'm sure. So if there's, there's not as good, like I'm, I'm thoughts, but like, I feel like we've been pretty fortunate in terms of families and, and full participation and same singles. Or am I?
0: Yeah, I would agree. And no, I would agree. And the big thing on fundraising is when it comes to fundraising, Again, organization wide, team wide, like it's most of it can't be optional. So if you don't want to do it, making sure you have that buyout option because you will have those families that are like, "No, I don't have time," or or my other kids doing the same fundraiser or whatever. Yeah, makes it difficult. That's a great point. The more you can try to be flexible. Yeah, Yeah. the more and same thing. Schools are going to have fundraisers. Like, there's a lot going on, so you can just give them options to be flex- flexible and meet them where they're at it's going to be appreciated it'll go a long way with that family
1: absolutely all right well is there anything else you guys want to add to the mm-hmm. longest fundraising podcast and the amateur podcast industry <laughs>
0: No, I'm sure we'll think of some as soon as we jump off. But I think that's a pretty solid start. And then again, if you guys have any ideas that we didn't cover or questions or kind of want some inside scoop on how these fundraisers might be um, successful for your organization, shoot us an email. Yep. I love to talk. So I- I'll pick up the phone, call you, email you, <laughs> whatever.
1: I will definitely call somebody. That's the, That that will definitely happen. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, the
0: long pause that does it for me. I can I'm getting, see my thinking.
1: I, I, I this isn't the, fair. Fair enough. Okay, so so this was episode number 85 on the Fundamental Fast Pitch Podcast fundraising. Um I did I didn't announce it on social or you where we didn't post it on social yet. We're officially over ten thousand unique plays, not replays, unique plays, oh, for the podcast and just over 83 episodes, which is very, very, very exciting and appreciated. Um so Continue to do what you guys do, people. Continue to like, subscribe, and share across social media platforms. Repost through Spotify, which I've started seeing as a new feature. That'll be fun. Um, And until next time, again, Mike with Jess and Heather. The next episode will be number 86, the off-season, tryout season. Seems like a good time to get back into some of that stuff, guys. All right. Well, you guys have a great rest of your day, and we will talk to you again here shortly.